Bam! We're live. We're back. Hold on, I have to figure out. I'm living in like another dimension right now. I'm recording on my old phone. So we got this. That's so crazy. Hello! Now we're in like three dimensions. Okay. Hold on, stand by. We're waiting for everyone to jump in here. We have Rob Loud, photographer for the Killers. And uh, what's up, Rob? I see you in there, buddy. Hold on. So I'm going to make sure I'm recording here. Bam. We're going to send the video. Setting everything up. Very high tech here. All right. Hold on. What's up, dude? What's up, dude? How's, how's it going? Good. Long time no see. Hold on. I'm trying to make sure I'm recording on my phone. This is, this is really uh, an innovative solution here. So uh, for those of you who are just hopping in here, uh, Rob has been on the podcast before. Yes, we both have the same name. That might get a little bit confusing. Uh, he has, uh, he's a touring photographer with the Killers. He's worked uh, with a whole bunch of other sick artists. Sorry, by the way, if I, if I always put like the Killers stuff, I just like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, do, the, I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I feel bad when uh, I don't like give shout outs to the other bands I work with. What do I just do? Yeah. Well, if you ever want to photograph me to create this, bro, you, you can do it. You don't have to tell anyone. <sighs> you can just keep it on the low. So uh, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. So a lot of people submitted some awesome questions, and I want to make sure that I kind of don't get in the way of getting to all those. Here we go. Great questions, by the way. These are really good questions, and, and it really kind of makes me happy because when I first started doing this, I didn't really get a lot of questions. And it might just be kind of like, like I don't know, because, because people are interested in like, the killers or what it is, but... I was really like amazed like, all day they kept coming in. So um, let's start off in no particular order here. Uh, Mia Giovinco. I, I hope I'm saying that correctly. I don't know. Um, I'm sure if we're photographing. Giovinco, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sure photographing the same band for months on end can make it harder to be creative when, with your work. Where do you draw ideas and inspiration for new and exciting shots? It's a great question. Yeah, I mean, so part of my, my isolation, um, I, I've started doing YouTube videos. Um, I'm doing this completely solo. So right. talking to a camera, um, for me, is super strange, but it's becoming pretty normal for a lot of people, I think. Uh, but I'm doing, uh, I talk a lot about these kind of things. So basically, I break down photos, and then I talk about them. Um, and I right. talk about this a lot because, you know, there's moments in, in, Every show, even if it's a band that, that kind of mixes up the set list each night, there's a moment you know that right. is great and that you can get a great photo. So it's very tempting to take that photo every single night because you're always like, right. I can maybe do it a little bit better. Yeah, like right um, here, you can go off at this time kind of thing. Or right, whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's really no easy answer other than you just you just mix it up. And I mean, sometimes that leads to some serious failures. You know, you maybe right. go in the back and like shoot from front of house. Um, instead of shooting like from the stage next to them, uh, you just do different things and you try different things. I mean, I tried to utilize things like double ex uh, multiple exposures or slowing the shutter speed down. Um, I love that stuff. I've you know, seen some of it, the ones with like Brendan, where his head's going like back and forth. It really, uh -huh. those are so cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and sometimes you find that like, you know, the most obvious, you know, positioning or photo that you think is going to work out uh, is kind of the most boring, you know, and, and you start mixing it up and, if you have the luxury of not having to get the shot every night, um, you can take some big chances. And uh, yeah. so I think, you know, that's sort of where my headspace is. Also, I, I switch cameras up a lot. Um, 
sometimes I'll even force myself to only shoot with one lens, um, right. which, yeah, I do is, too. you know, it's, it's hard to do because you kind of want to get the best every night, uh, especially for your bosses. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I don't know if, how they'll feel about you saying, I wanted to experiment tonight at your expense. Uh, and so right. I didn't really get anything great. Um, yeah. so it just, you just mix it up, you know, it's really, yeah. that's it. For sure. Now, uh, one of the other questions that came in was kind of along those lines. Um, I have a couple of different ones here. Let me just see if I could pull it up here. Um, oh, here, perfect. What's your culling process and what's your feedback, if any? Do you rely on the band? I should, by the way, great question. I should have asked this in the first question. So shout mm -hmm. out to uh, T Given. Do you get feedback directly from the band? And does each image have to be, you know, quote unquote, officially approved or signed off by Brendan or you know, whoever, Brandon? Um, you know, it, it, well, I mean, in that situation, uh, well, it depends on the band. Um, with the killers, we go through them after immediately after. So basically, <laughs> I walk from, you know, the stage or the show or wherever immediately. Um, well, I usually will get the photos onto my computer during the show at, at some point. Um, right. As soon as the show's over, I just get cracking, um, which is tough because and, and I've, it, I, I've, been, I, I've been doing this for a long time. Um, when I first started, I was doing a lot of stuff with Getty Images, and it was very timely. So I was very used to um, editing photos like on the fly as soon as we, we you know, I shot them. Yeah. So um, sometimes this means like getting into the back of like a car and having to do it there. So I basically pick my favorites. You know, I do about take about a thousand photos a day from you know the just various things that are happening during the day and the sound checks and then the show. Yeah. Um, and I try to get that to about two hundred. Mm -hmm. uh total um and then i I'll love that through. we have a similar workflow that makes me feel like i'm like on a good path because it's not really that yeah. far off of like what i would do so it's a good feeling to know yeah you, we've discussed awkwardly discussed this before but you kind of have like my dream job kind of thing so it's good to know that we have like a similar sort of you know yeah. process That's so well cool. you know I, I it's it's interesting because sometimes i mean i personally like even when it's like a gig uh you know clients like oh i don't need the photos for next week i'm like no i'm i'm doing them I'm doing tonight right or, now. or tomorrow because you know what, like five days are gonna go by and I'm not gonna care about this anymore. And then next day I know I'm gonna be scrambling to get the photos to you. Um, right. But I also find that when you have a little distance between when you shoot and when you edit, you're not as attached to the photo anymore. So sometimes you're like, oh, that was a funny moment, right? Or that was a cool moment. Uh, yeah. and, it, and what an interesting photo, but it's really not because there's no context to 99% of people looking at it. Right. So if you could look at it or at least call through the images five days later, you have a different perspective and probably a better perspective of what makes yeah. a good photo uh, as opposed to just w was a good moment that you lived and that, you know, you're kind of attached to because you kind of lived through it. So, um, yeah, definitely. I have that all so, the yeah. time with this podcast. I'll, I'll put something out and be like, that sucks. Like, I, I hate myself. And then I'll listen back to it like years later and be like, this is fantastic. Like, it's one of the best mm -hmm. podcasts I ever did. It's so yeah, weird. It goes, it goes both ways, for sure. Yeah. Do you have, like, say, for example, The Killers, do you have different people in the band that are more interested in the, the photos or they're all kind of just like take a quick skim through and then when it comes out on social they get a better look at it or do you, uh, do you have somebody that like wants to see their pictures first kind of thing or not really um you're not really um you know i'll, I'll kind of as i'm going through them quick basically the, my, my first pass through is just get rid of the junk and i i feel like if it's not something that I mean, you know, you, you always can go back, like you just said, and look at something and be like, man, I, that, that's, I missed that. Right. So, but I, I just have to trust my judgment 
the first pass through, like boom, 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 like flipping through that I'm yeah. going to be able to see the, the best photo or the best photos. Yeah. Uh, so um, as I, so I basically the, the first pass, I get rid of the sort of junk second pass. Now I'm categorizing them. And so uh, I'll kind of be able to, they're kind of broken up by people so that everyone can kind of look at them on their mm. own. Um, right. And That's then from cool. there, once, once I pick my favorites and they pick their favorites um, and then we'll kind of, you know, decide what should go out there. And, you know, it's fun because with a lot of the bands I work with, uh, we, you know, kind of, it's a group decision of like what should go out there. And, you know, sometimes they're looking at something that I'm not and they're like, well, maybe I don't like this photo because of this. Right. And I'm like, well, what about that? And they're like, right. okay, maybe. And vice versa. It's actually usually more the other way around. And um, yeah. unless it's something that I really, really, really am proud of and really want out there or, or right. just represent my work, uh, you know, I will do that. But um, normally they're like, you know, if it's anyone like me, I mean, like, I just don't like that photo of me and I would prefer to put this photo up instead of this. Right. I mean, it's, you know, it's nothing, one, nothing that one crazy. One of the questions that ties right in with that is, uh, do you have somebody who's the editor? So I'm assuming not, right? You, was, you edit your own pictures? Yeah, I edit my own photos, yeah. Do you... it's, uh, I've, I've tried to use other people. It's tough. It's always weird, right? Yeah, I've had the yeah. same thing. And, and, and like they send it back and, and, and you just can't, it's so, you know, especially like with a, you know, something like when you're shooting with Raw and then like you're in Lightroom and you just have such like a, like a stance on how it should be. And when someone yeah. sends you like their version of that, it just, yeah, I've had a similar experience. Yeah. Well, you um, also, you, you also shoot, like, I know how I shoot, you know, and like, you know, you know how you shoot. So, right. it, you know, in this situation, I'm going to shoot in this way, knowing mm -hmm. I'm going to do this later, whether it, right. if it's like bright sunlight and you're going to maybe underexpose a little because you know you're going to bring the shadows back later or something right, like that. Right, right, right. You know, so, and, and sometimes, you know, uh, some editors I've worked with, um, I get it back and it's like this like completely flat image. Like say it's like a really contrast, contrast the image on purpose. Right. And they maybe thought that I just underexposed it by accident. So they end up completely flattening it out. And now it just looks right. pedestrian like so and boring. Many, you almost like it's like death by like, the, I, I don't know like what, I was going to say death by committee, but that's not right here. But there's just so many options and there's so many different like, yeah. So yeah, I totally yeah. And if, yeah. I love it. Are you a Canon or a Nikon guy? Uh, best camera and lens or setup? to shoot a live concert uh i'm surprised they, you they want the say... secrets man they want the secrets listen I, I i guess i guess i'm here to plug today my youtube channel because i'm, I'm doing i'm talking about all these things it's like super camera nerdy stuff and i've also been this is like a very new thing for me so i've been doing this for the last week so it's also very much in my head so i don't mean to keep you know no, plugging it no no so um but i'm surprised they didn't they didn't um they didn't put Sony in there because Sony now is right. like, I mean, it was always a uh, Canon or Nikon. I'm Nikon. Um, and I'm in a place where I have two very expensive cameras that are now, you know, a few years old and that have a lot of photos, um, you know, uh, on, on that shutter. And it's sort of like a car, like, you know, you hit a hundred thousand right. miles and like you things kind of start going, you know? Yeah. And so, um, but they've been amazing and, and everything that they do are, are still, you know, up to par for me. Um, but so I'm Nikon, uh, I have two bodies that I use for shows, Nikon D4 and a D4S, uh, and what is that equivalent to also... for Canon, just for some context, just so I <sighs> you know, I don't know. I mean, is like there... a 5D Mark II, like a full frame. Yeah. Frame. I mean, is, is that like the, the highest of the Canons? Um, no, I guess it'd be like a, like a 1D would be like the one with like the, like the big body. I don't know exactly. No, yeah. 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 There, there, it's the big body with the vertical. Okay. 
yeah, the yeah. vertical grip built in. Yeah. You're like, I'm not um, here balling, Rob. I'm shooting with a killer. Do you think I'm showing up with a killer? Yeah. So I mean, well, but it's funny because people always ask me about cameras and like, I don't really know. Like, I know, you know, sort right. of the top of the line professional cameras. Because right. like, why, why am I going to keep up with like consumer? I mean, there's like, you know, dozens of consumer you know, mirrorless or SLRs. So like, I'm, I'm not going to keep up with that because I will yeah. never use those, you know? Uh, yeah, they're sure. freaking awesome cameras and they're great for um, people who just have babies to think they're going to learn them and then put them on their shelves <laughs> right, and then right. use only only use their iPhone. Um, yeah. I'm just kidding. That was me. No, but that's, that's usually who are asking me. And I'm like, listen, just really, you got a good camera in your pocket. Really right. think about this because if you're going to spend like 1500 bucks and not put like some time into learning this, don't bother. Uh, but okay, yeah. so D4, D4S, 24 to 70, 2.8, 70 to 200, 2.8. I have those two bodies on me while I'm shooting shows. And that's the, really the all I need. 70 and then the 7200, right? Yeah, yep, both okay. 2.8s. Um, Dang, you know. I have the on of those. I'm excited. I feel good. What'd you say? I said I have the uh, the Tamron. Uh, oh, the Tamron, yeah. yeah. Of them. Mm -hmm. But they're yeah. two point eight, so that's cool. Again, you're you're like limiting my excuses. The more this conversation goes on, I'm like, fuck, I have the same equipment. Yeah, so yeah. Well, cool. you know the um the the two point eight lens isn't quite as as uh, important anymore now that you could shoot at sixty four hundred ISO and it's you know like getting right. light into the camera isn't what it was. I mean, I had a Nikon D two X, which at the time was a six thousand dollar camera. And it is now just the world's most expensive paperweight. It's just sitting in my closet like it's been for the last seven, eight years or more, oh maybe. Uh, but if you went past 800 ISO, it looked like dog, dog shit. Yeah, so. I, remember, I remember in school, like even like with the Rebels, like 6400 was like you would get fit. You would fail. Like you, they'd be like, yeah. it would look terrible, it would look grainy, be blown out. Whereas yeah. now, but I actually still kind of shoot in that way. You know, and I, I try and you can kind of weigh, on, weigh in on this. I'm not sure if you can the same way, but like, I, the biggest thing when people are asking about cameras and stuff like that, it's like focus less on cameras and focus more on like shooting manually, like properly exposing yeah. the photograph, like getting it in frame. Like the, the editing process should not be like that, that hard. Like if you have to spend like an hour on every picture in Lightroom, you suck at photography. Like, <laughs> like it, it should be like a minor kind of tweaking thing. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. Have to shoot it a little bit dark um, and have some wiggle room, but I don't know. All right, here we go. Let's moving right along here. So that's the first batch. Look at the second one here. If you weren't photographing rock bands, this is from Zara Fina. I used to have a friend named Zara. Uh, if you weren't photographing rock bands, musicians, or slash, or sorry, slash musicians, I suck at reading out loud, by the way. Uh, what would your next favorite subject be after music? Um, Hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I love shooting portraits. I, I don't think it's um, my strongest suit. Uh, I mean, I, I also I, I like shooting within portraits. I, I, I like shooting uh, musicians or um, athletes and like dancers. I, I've done that a little bit. And um, the things that they could do with their body and the way they understand their body, I think they could do really interesting things. Um, yeah. So maybe that, but like it, it kind of falls under portraiture, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Um, I took screenshots of this. I know that one of the questions wasn't, forgive me for not having a tag. I'll make sure I do it afterwards. But uh, does Brendan Flowers have a preferred side was one of the questions when shooting. And do you, do you know people's preferences and stuff like that when you work with a band for so long? Or do people yeah. have like, hey, man, I got a ball yeah. spot there. Like, don't show that. I don't want that again. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know Brandon's preferred side. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give him up <laughs> like that. I mean, but listen, I, honestly, like if I'm I'm doing port a portrait at like a law firm or something, and I'm doing right. like you know shooting all the executives or something that day, the first question right. I ask when they stand in front of me is, "Do you have a do you have a good side?" And it really normally doesn't matter. But if you feel more comfortable like going like this than right. this, then right. I want you to be comfortable and we're, we're kind of moving in the right direction. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I will straight up ask people if they have a good side. And, it, you know, it usually only has to do with how they feel comfortable or what makes them comfortable, not if they actually like one side or the other. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I had uh, Sammy Drazen on, who's an incredible, I'm not sure if you know her, but she's an incredible photographer from the L.A. area. She just did the Billboard Artist of the Year for Taylor Swift, which I mean, it's oh, pretty, cool. pretty yeah, fucking huge to get that shot, oh. you know, especially just like how big it was that year. And she's photographed all these people, John Hamm, all these celebrities. And every picture, it looks like she's been best friends with these people for like 20 years. And a lot mm -hmm. of times it's through like the Hollywood Reporter and it's like a very rushed thing and it's, it's an expo and it's a fast thing. Like you would think it'd be an all day shoot, but it's not. But she like manages to somehow like get their character. And I was like, what is your, um, like, you know, what's your advice and how do you get them to be so relaxed? She's just like, I found out, I find out what their favorite music is, like what their favorite drink is. And they come in and I'm just all about getting them comfortable. Like if they like John Mayer, yeah. like it's just blasting John Mayer. Yeah, yeah. Drink is their favorite food. And it's like, they're happy. And then you just try and like catch that, you know, it's escaping and it's fleeting, but it's like you, they're comfortable, they're having a good time, you're making sure that they breathe. Do you have any tips like when you're doing portraits and stuff? Do you kind of take a, an approach that's a little bit more like a photojournalist sort of thing where you're kind of like um, like out of the way and, and how much of it is staged? Like so, there's um, so many great shots you have like of like Brendan Flowers like looking in the mirror and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Where's I mean, you know, I, I think there's a time to take a photojournalistic approach and sometimes there's a, you know, you, you want to, create something or, or, you know, right. take them out of just, you know, their, whatever's happening. Um, right. You know, like this photographer you're talking about. Um, wait, what, what was her, what's her name again? Demi Drazen. Okay. She's, uh, she's been on the show before. She, I think she was on roughly around the time that you were on as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, I think um, a big part of that is being really prepared. Um, like, uh, like, let's say like, I know I'm going to like do a, a portrait of John Hamm and I maybe have 10 minutes and it's in like a hotel, you know, conference room or something. And, you know, so it's being really prepared, uh, doing a little bit of research, like you're saying, like know what they like, or maybe like, you know, like, I know like John Hamm's like a big St. Louis, um, Cardinals fan, like right. a baseball fan. And okay. So I'm super prepared. Everything is set. My lighting is set. My cameras are set. I know exactly what I'm going to do. So now I can just focus on like being social and he's going to be like, all right, this dude's a professional and I'm right. I, so it makes him comfortable. And then he, we can kind of like shoot the shit. And it's like those in between moments where like, you know, I pop up and feel like maybe I crack a joke and he like laughs and then boom, boom, boom. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of photo, you know, there, I have photos out there that I probably have taken from my hip without even looking uh, right. through the lens because like, you know, I was thinking too, uh, there's a photo I took of Brandon and Ronnie. It's a, kind of the first photo I ever took of them as their photographer. And they're in an elevator and they're looking at each other laughing. Right. And I, I, I was just thinking about this the other day. I don't think they, I don't think I looked through the camera. I think I just, just lifted it up and shot it like from my chest. Yeah. Just kind of ballparking. Uh, right. So, you know, it's just, it was so much as just the subject being comfortable. 
um, mm-hmm. and that shows. I don't know. I kind of yeah, no, me- no, meandered no, there, totally but it. it's it's definitely like really important. What what would your advice be to somebody who wants to kind of get in touch with bands or maybe you know reach out? How do you normally do that? I mean, uh, well, how I normally do it in, in any advice or, or is kind of different at this point. Right. Um, but if I you're guess someone when you're starting that, out, probably is better. Well, I mean, when I was starting out, like Instagram didn't exist. So, I mean, and now, you know, you are, you know, one message away from catching the right band at the right time who are looking for Mm -hmm. a photographer that potentially like your work. So, I mean, you know, this is, uh, you know, like a very, if you're familiar with Gary V, this is a very Gary V thing to say, uh, you know, if you DM 50 artists, right now or you know tonight right one, one of them's probably going to get back to you especially if you have like a decent portfolio going or mm. you know even if you don't if you're like hey i'm willing to work shoot your show for free don't work for free unless you want to that's my sort of i, I never really had a good way to describe it until recently where it's if i bring something to you i'll maybe work for free but if you bring mm. something to me i'm definitely not working for free but if, so if right. you go to some artists <laughs> I'm I'm kind of giving permission then to it's okay to work for free, uh, yeah. as long as you think you're gonna get something out of it um, and uh, you feel comfortable with it. But uh, yeah, you hit up enough artists on Instagram, like a hundred right. a week, like you're gonna get work pretty quick. Right, like, and if it's it, not, it's, that might be a good indicator that maybe you need to go back to the drawing board with <laughs> portfolio and stuff like that. Well, you, you said it, not me. <laughs> I know that that you been on tour a whole bunch and stuff like that. Can you kind of maybe talk about what that experience is like? I know for a lot of people, they want to get a job like doing something, they want to do something similar to what you're doing. Um, What's that experience like? And how do you, I know that somebody asked before about how to keep it fresh, but um, what's like the reality versus the dream? Because in your dream, it's like you'd be there on the side, like somebody told me, (laughs) but I'm sure it's it's different than that. So where's your mind? Well, um, you know, there's, the majority of those gigs, well, let's say the majority of bands right. um, are lucky if they're in a van. Uh, they're lucky if they're getting gigs outside of their hometown. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that the idea is just, you know, it's a touring band and then like you're just imagining it's a tour bus and an arena and all that. Like there's this enormous gap from when mm-hmm. you play your first show to get there. Um, right. So that's where most of it lives. So, you know, for kind of very much depends on who you're working with and who you're touring with. Uh, you know, there are some bands, you know, it's, it's a grind. I mean, if you're like 22 and like, don't care, like, right. like I, like where I was when I was 22. Yeah. Then it's fine. Like I'm in a minivan with seven people and we're right. crashing maybe at someone who was at the gig at that night's house. And it probably isn't that nice. Like it's pretty rough. Like you're, you know, you're eating yeah. terribly. You're never really sleeping in a good place. You're constantly sharing small spaces with a lot of people. Right. Uh, How long did you so, do that for? Was that in your personal experience or just like in general? I mean, I mean, I still, I still do it to an extent, <laughs> uh, yeah. but but honestly, it's it's only when it's uh, like a pure passion kind of project. Right. Um, so I mean, you know, life on the road. It it also very much depends on the kind of person you are. I mean, I before I was doing this, I mean, I was kind of on the road four to six months out of the year. Um, you know, traveled pretty extensively. Uh, so I've been lucky in that regard. So touring wasn't, um, the killers were my first touring gig. I mean, that was three years ago, three and a half years ago. Right. That was my first touring gig, uh, like in music, I guess. But, uh, 
it wasn't that big of a jump. So if you're someone that could be away from home, live out of a suitcase for weeks, um, it seems more glamorous than it is. I'll put it that way. And I, yeah. and I'm lucky enough to work for a band that is at a certain level where it's almost, almost as glamorous as it could be. You right. know? Uh, yeah. it's, it's still a grind and there's still so much, um, you know, minutia that goes into it that is just day to day. And it's just like, it sometimes feels like any other job, like, you know, it's like, oh man, seven hours to the show. Like, what the fuck are we going to do? And right. then you're just like killing time. And yeah. And then all of a sudden then the show happens and then you, then you leave, you know? Yeah. So do you try and like, I, I know sometimes when, when people are on tour like that, they, um, there's kind of like a time crunch, but I would, I would imagine that you have some, I think I'm using this word correctly, like some agency. Like, do you go, like, let's say you're overseas or whatever, you're like in the Germany, because you guys go yeah. like literally all over the world. Uh, yeah. How how much exploring do you do in the city, and do you bring your camera with you, or do you kind of when you're on that grind, you kind of want to leave the camera and just take it all in, or do you yeah. have a location your camera sort of thing? Uh, I guess it depends. It depends where we are. It depends on mm -hmm. sort of like, and I guess it depends where I am, uh, like right. mentally. Um, if we're on, you know, fourth show in six days, and you know, it, it's been a bit of a grind. Right. Uh, yeah, I may be in a city that I've never imagined i'd be in and i won't leave the hotel um yeah sometimes you know you just have to sacrifice your your mental well-being and sleep for experience and so yeah uh, in that regard uh it really depends i do not like to i, I don't like to be in that position so i don't like to be somewhere and think that i don't want to go check right. the town out or at least get some sort of experience yeah uh in I can't imagine camera, like, being in a hotel room sort of thing. Like, that does not seem like what you would do. Yeah. Also, I mean, sometimes, <laughs> you just, sometimes you just need to, like, catch up on, like, your email and your life and some edits and sleep. Yeah. And, like, and, and you want to feel, like, one thing, like, I have a few things that I do when I travel that kind of grounds me a little or that kind of makes me feel a little more at home. And, and one of them is uh, I travel with my, my Amazon Fire Stick, so I have all my, like, accounts and TV shows and stuff, so I can plug it into Nice. The, the the hotel sometimes i just need to like feel normal and like put yes. on like a pair of sweatpants and watch four hours of netflix even though i'm in amsterdam for the first time or whatever right you know? right, right yeah you still have to be like a normal person you still have to like yeah life. yeah That's because cool. every every day you just would be like okay i gotta go here and here and eat at this restaurant and go like have drinks here and it just would get so exhausting and right you can only maintain that for so long that sounds so cool i really admire that because i kind of live a life where i mean for the most part like my experience now being forced to being um, forced to being home, you know, with everything going on here, it's kind of like sort of crazy. Like uh, I'm used to freelancing from home and stuff like that for a lot of people kind of like freaks them out. Yeah. Um, this has been a weird time for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to like, obviously I'm sure people are looking for escapism. They're looking to get away from this topic or whatever, but um, maybe if you're in a situation now when you feel like, you know, like you have aspirations, do you have any advice about like maybe what you could do? I mean, it's so hard because it's like uncharted territories, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been, um, you know, again, I've, I've been doing this, I've been in, you know, this self-isolation for 11 days, uh, completely right. by myself. Wow. Uh, I, I have no roommates and I don't live with a partner or anything. So Bro, we can Google Hangouts whenever you want, man. Hit me up. Oh, shit. I mean, I, I've had to like, I have to kind of take a break from that. I, I swear I spent one night like, or day. I mean, it was like approaching like 10 or 12 hours for the better part that I was literally in some sort of speaking FaceTime situation. And it was like right. pretty early on. But okay, so 
Um, you know, I, you know, like you were saying, like I'm, I'm, I'm well-versed in working from home, and yeah. especially like when I come home from tour sometimes, you know, you go from these extreme highs and doing these really exciting things with people like for me, like that I love deeply. Uh, and you come home, it's like quiet and still. And you're like, and I'm like, what the fuck do I do now? Like, yeah. it seems That's really sad. So and, weird, and, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it seems sad and lonely, but I'm like, well, but you also just did like some really great shit. So it, it, it's easy to like kind of fall into a, you know, slightly, and I hate talking about this because I, I wouldn't say I'm ever like feel lonely or depressed, but like you, you know, you start moving in that direction a little bit. So yeah. this, I was just talking to a friend of mine who I tour with. Uh, he's like, we were built for this shit, man. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> I feel great because no one, else is, yeah, no one else is doing anything. And I'm at home. And so now I got to be like, Okay, it's cool. We're we're in a, it's like it's leveled the playing field, and I mm -hmm. feel great. So, uh, I forget what your question was, but um, yeah. we're in this it's weird kind of time. How, where... how to deal with like being home and 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 um, what to do in that situation? And, yeah. then, and again, it's an interesting point about coming home because it's like you're in these. If you look at the pictures, it's so like surreal. Like it's like hundreds of thousands of people, and it's like the ki the killers. They're they're like the epitome of like rock stars. And yeah. all of a sudden you're like in Brooklyn at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, by myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. uh well the um the you know, I think a lot of creatives and and I've talked to a lot of my, my musician friends about this, is the the pressure to be creative in this time uh is real and it's kind of crippling for a lot of people. So people think um I have all this free time and I have this inspiration and there's all these crazy things going on. Right. I should make the best song I've ever written. Yeah. And like, that's like a lot of pressure to put on yourself. So, I mean, I think, you know, to start with, I would say, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Like if what is going to make you feel okay for that day is to watch 10 hours of Netflix, do that. But I know when I do that, it may feel kind of okay in that time, but like it, it, it doesn't have very good long-term effects for me. So yeah. it's about really understanding what works for you and doing those things. Like for me, like showering and change like putting clothes on like there's a meme going around like you're wearing yeah, jeans yeah. like what are you trying to prove like i'm wearing jeans like y'all rocking like, jeans y'all jeans like it just it just helped it just helps me feel a little more normal like showering and getting dressed or like things like exercise yeah. and eating well like all these things like everyone knows but until you truly do them that's right. when you feel your best so uh but we're not talking about that we're talking about it's okay if you don't feel creative it's okay if you don't want to be creative right now because it's such like a crazy thing, like your sort of mental health is more important. Um, but also like, I've been, like I said, I've been trying to, to look at it as, um, you know, no one else is doing anything. And so like, maybe I want to like, try to like sneak up ahead of everyone a little bit here and, and just start Absolutely. doing some things. And, and so like, I've been doing these YouTube videos and like, they're fucking silly as hell, but you know what? I've like kind of learned a lot. Yeah. Shooting and, and like some audio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I swear, my apartment is looking more and more like an adult film set every day. There's just like, there's like more and more like tripods and like lighting. Story of my life, bro. I do it yeah. in my garage too, so it's really creepy. I set up a YouTube like studio, like a, mm -hmm. like a makeshift YouTube studio. And I was thinking to myself, like, do my neighbors think that I'm shooting porn in my garage? Oh, yeah. Like, is yeah. this a weird look? And they're all kind of nosy and like looking. Okay, I want to make sure we get to some of these questions. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, hold on. I poured a stiff drink, so I feel like I'm like babbling a little bit more than a normal. No, dude, 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 it's totally cool. <laughs> I've been I've been doing these every night at at eight o'clock, and yeah. I've been drink, and I've been drinking like every night at eight, and it's like my yeah. liver, is, my liver is kind of like really, dude. Again, we're gonna do this. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's okay though. I'm tr I'm training for the summer. Uh, <laughs> do you have a favorite venue in terms of space or lighting? Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. I get. <laughs> Depends who's doing the lights. Uh, Did you do Hammerstein Ballroom? Did you do the uh, the one that was the Blu-ray? No, not him. Uh, the uh, Royal Albert Hall. Uh, Royal Albert Hall. No, no, no. That okay. was that was way before my time. That's way before um, yeah, they've had the same lighting director, Stephen Douglas. Uh, Brilliant. For years and years. Um, he also Can you does, make a new um, joke if we get him on the show? Yeah, for sure. I'm okay, sure cool. he would love to. That'd be um, so fun. Yeah. Um, let me write that down. Uh, yeah, he, he he met them at like a tiny gig years ago. Right. And they were like, he lives in Ireland. And that was it. He's, he's yeah. been with them since. I mean, That's it's so sort, of how I, sort of how I started. They were like, do you want to come to a few shows? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll clear my schedule. Um, yeah. But, I mean – Big shows, I mean, it's all big, every, you know, the bands are bringing in their own lighting, you know, yeah. so, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say I have a favorite venue because, you know, most of it is brought in. Right. Uh, I, I would say, though, I have a least favorite, and that's really venues that are using the old canned lights that are primarily red and blue, and you can't color correct them, and basically yeah. everyone just makes those photos black and white anyway, so why don't you just spend a couple bucks and put some decent lighting in? Yeah, uh, yeah. Those I don't love. All right, let's get through this here. Make sure we're good on time. Um, hey, thank you for all the content and for the killers. Love the killers. That's what I'm trying to do. So, studying filmmaking, I want to specialize in editing. Looking forward to working with you. These people are ambitious. I like it. Mm. Hi, Rob. Did the band con? Oh, th this is you. Uh, did the band mm. contact you for the job? Thank you. Or was it an open spot and you applied? Uh, no, I they were traveling without a photographer at a festival. I was the, I was one of four festival photographers. Uh, and so they had me shoot, but then after the show, they wanted to go through the photos. And so I had a chance to sit down with them to go through the photos. Uh, same deal as now. Like I pick my favorites and they pick their favorites. Right. And yeah, they liked the photos yeah. and they invited me to come to shows the next weekend. One Were thing, you a huge so, fan or like so so, like you kind of. Well, so I, I was I was supposed to shoot Pearl Jam that night, right. and I have shot Pearl Jam a few times. I never shot the Killers, right? And so I asked my friend, who was also like hired by the festival uh, on the photo team, like, "Hey man, uh, you mind switching Killers for Pearl Jam?" And my friend Hunter Holder, who's a great photographer, uh, was like, "Yeah, like Pearl Jam's my favorite band. Like done, so perfect." Uh, so that's how I got the gig. Yeah. So this is in British Columbia and I live in New York. And so we were kind of in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, I remember Brandon saying like, you know, are you local? I said, no, I live in New York. And he said, oh, that's interesting. Right. And their shows the next weekend were in New Jersey, Connecticut and Toronto, all, you know, super close to New York. So it was kind of like a tryout in the next week, you know, just to make right. sure people can hang out with me in close quarters I don't smell. Uh, right. I'm not going to be inappropriate. I'm not going to take pictures when I shouldn't, etc. Yeah, and now I'd, I'd imagine you guys are pretty good friends at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a. I mean, yeah, like you know, it's weird because, well, it's not weird, but you know, they're my bosses. You know, like or if I'm working with a band, they're, they're ultimately like my boss. Uh, right. But it, there is a friendship and, like you know, very right. different than like if you were to have maybe a more traditional job. Well, that's not true. 
Because you can right. have people friendly with their bosses. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm very aware of where the line is and when right. I shouldn't and shouldn't cross it. I feel like I would suck at that. I feel like I would take many pictures and completely overstep my boundaries like on a regular basis. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, never thought about the actual pressure of creating people, creative people because of the timing. Thanks for highlighting that. No problem. Um, cool. As a freelancer, how much of the coronavirus affected you? Kind of covered that. Blossoms UK. When this whole shit show is over, are you guys going? Is that, a, is that that's a venue? Blossoms. No, Blossoms. Blossoms uh, is a great band from the UK uh, who are opening uh, maybe like a third or so of the UK stadium shows that we're doing in the end of May. Right. Uh, I, I say that when we're doing because you know who the hell knows right. what's happening right now yeah um but um yeah blossom so what was the question blossoms. Uh, blossoms in the UK when this whole corona shit is over question mark i guess that's oh yeah. well yeah shit i mean I, I i hope we we do the first set of shows um i actually was with a band opening for blossom so i did like a like a week-long tour with a band Arkells from Canada who were doing uh, kind of like the week between the Coachellas and they were supporting Blossoms. They're, uh, they're a great band. You should check them out. Yeah. And uh, they, had, they actually I remember one of their guys was saying something to me about, uh, about a killer song. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say too many details, but he's saying something <laughs> about a killer song in like a sort of like a, a group of people. And, and then one of, uh, one of the guys was like, hey, you know, he's their photographer. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. I, I, mean, I love them. And I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're fine. It, it, was, it wasn't really anything like mean or anything, but yeah, it just was funny. I don't know if I asked you on our first uh, podcast, but do you have a favorite killer song? I think I was just telling my wife before this. I think it for me, it's Read My Mind because that's sort of like the the encore of the encore sort of song. Yeah. And it's, you never return that call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good part. You know what I mean? That's like when the pyrotechnics and shit go. I love that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think my favorite. It was something older, it, I think, right? Older? Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like River, River's Wild, it was uh, kind of a favorite of mine before. So, are you, well, you asked if I was a fan. And yeah, I was a fan. So, that was sort of also part of the reason, like, A, I had never photographed that. But I was a fan of the Killers. Right. Um, you know, I, 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 so, like, my mom loves the killers. Like, yeah, like yeah. I, I told her today, I was like, I'm Mr. Bright. She's like, oh, shit, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, Sorry, I started singing and distracted you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, I, I, I was a fan. And um, I actually went to, there were two shows I went to that uh, Brandon has since told me that are two of his, um, like, least favorite shows basically I, right. I was at two i was at two of them one was a killer show and one was a, a solo show he's like mm -hmm. why were you there <laughs> i'm like oh. I, was, I mean i never like i live here and i just went i don't know yeah you know, I, i'm a music fan i go to a lot of shows i like the uh i like brendan flowers like the solo artist almost even more than i like the killers i i, I love the killers so much but i it was just like such a time like i remember like my wife and i had just met or, or well, I guess we had been dating for a while at that point, but I remember we went to this concert. I think it was when uh, his first, Flam I think Flamingo it's called, right? It's the first one, Flamingo? Something like that. Mm, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Fabulous Love. I love that whole fucking album. 
it's also his good. his solo stuff is so underrated. Like, I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah, big totally it's big in some countries, but it's fucking awesome. I don't know why. So, and there's some, there's some like country songs, almost right. On, on, and I'm almost I was surprised that they kind of almost didn't make like a crossover. Yeah, for sure. Bullshit that's coming out of Nashville. Yeah, one of the coolest moments of my life was when he uh, I went. We were front row. We were there, and this is my first time that I ever like waited it out and like didn't go to the bathroom and like had to be there for like six hours kind of thing. Oh boy! Yeah. And we were in the front row, and I was like, man, I hope this is worth it. I hope I have an experience. And it was. Um, me and Valentina went down to the chapel. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I knew all the words. And he goes, please, baby, please. And I did like the little cross hands like that. And, and I did like right in front of him. And, he, and he, he looked at me and he pointed to me. And he was like, like that, like singing. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I was like, there's no way that happened. And I turned around and I looked at everyone in my section. They were like, holy fuck, bro. He just pointed to you. I was like, wow, that's so crazy. From that, yeah. That's like where it kind of all started from that point on. So yeah. I almost was a bigger... Brendan Flowers fans, probably was a Killers fan. So, mm -hmm. let's see if we have any more questions to close this bad boy out. Thank you so much for doing this, by the way. I just, I, yeah, it, yeah, it was, it, it was really tough to reschedule my, my my day, you know, around this, but I was able to make it happen. I know, I know, it's so busy, bro. You're so busy. Yeah. Uh, oh, my friend Jenny's here. I like the Killers because they have a song with my name. Jenny was a friend of mine. That's right. I like to leave this. Thing. So I don't long. think I'm seeing any comments. I feel like two. Yeah. Another, another. It's, it's been frozen. Yeah, have followed Rob for a while now. Jay Net Diaz have followed Rob for a while now and was a major inspiration when I started shooting and still is to this day. Cool to have you guys say hello. That's so awesome. All right, cool. I think we pretty much got everything. Uh, feel free to reach out to Rob in the DMs. He's a totally normal guy. As you can see, where can people find you online? I want to make sure I get your handles and everything in before we uh, close it out here. Yeah, it's just at Rob Loud, pretty much. Um, you got that on everything. I think on Twitter you're Rob Loud, too, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was an early adopter on that. And um, it's funny because if there's a Robert Loud in The Killers. Right. And do, do you know this? No, I don't think so. Yeah, so. I, I just happened to say right. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I was working with them for a year or two, and then I got a, a text one time from management saying something along the lines of, like like meeting like coming to meet with the band and right you know and like like talk about like upcoming touring and stuff and I was yeah. like yeah sure like you know I'm happy to do that if, if you want to do that in person but I'm in New York so like how do you want to do this and then he's like oh this is the wrong Robert Loud I'm like what are you talking about the wrong <laughs> so um, one of their multi instrumentalists who's a touring musician with them his stage name is Robert Loud and so right. he's told me like he was somewhat aware that like I existed but he never imagined that like we would cross paths or yeah. he, he only knew who I existed because I have like the Instagram name and the Twitter name and, and roblaw.com and all that. Right. So, um, it almost sounds like a fake name given your profession. You know what I mean? It almost, it like totally it's like, does. Everyone thinks like a race car driver. Your last name was speed. People right. Like, yeah. Mm, everyone, everyone thinks it's uh, a made up name. It's, it's definitely not. Uh, I mean, it, look at my persona. If you can't tell from a minute or two of talking <laughs> to me, loud yeah. wouldn't be the name I would give myself. Um, no, is Brendan my brother, Flowers a real name? That's my mom, name. maybe. Yeah. Is that a real yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, now there's a rapper named Brendan Flowers, and I got so oh. pissed. Oh, I know. I, I so pissed because it said Brendan Flowers just released a new album, and it had a picture of Brendan Flowers, and I was like, Ooh. Oh yeah. Spot Spotify was wrong for a day or two. I I, I sent him a, I sent him a screenshot of uh or a video of, my dude. I love the new track. Right. And it was you know filming the Spotify 
Brandon Flowers and then the rap song. Oh my God. There's also a, a football player who was, was yes. a, a dolphin. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's so cool. All right, well, thanks so much for doing this, man. Hopefully- My pleasure, hopefully, man. I think I recorded it successfully on this one and hopefully on here, but worst case, we'll, right. we'll circle back another day. But right. thanks, I appreciate it. Keep in touch and if you get bored, yeah, man. hit me up, I'm here. I'm here drinking right, at home just like you. <laughs> All right, Good buddy. to see you, man. All right, take care.